from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, security gang. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. It's Wednesday, July 26th. 2023 good morning we're live on facebook linkedin youtube twitter and twitch and rumble i I gotta keep adding rumble i'm not used to uh saying rumble all the time yet so it's it's it takes practice to to always remember that one so good morning to everyone tuning in live i see all your comments good morning new avishai good morning to patel good morning to uh, our crowd, uh, international crowd here on YouTube and all of these different channels. We see all of y'all and, uh, and Avishai to your comment on LinkedIn. Uh, have I recovered? Uh, there, there's a long story behind it and it deserves a bourbon. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. So with that being said, y'all, we've got a busy show this morning. A lot of uh, interesting and, 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 and important things taking place. And again, more and more vulnerabilities We're witnessing the inefficiencies of years and years of really kind of putting security in the back um, of of everything we do as kind of a a checkbox rather than part of a program. And that's now coming. Uh, The chickens are coming home to roost uh, on that. So uh, stay tuned for that episode. Join me for a double espresso this morning, a tradition for the show for those first time tuning in. We take a sip of coffee together, 10 minutes. We'll get through as many as we stories as we possibly can to get you uh, uh, practicing safer security. Cough cup cheers, y'all. And with that being said, let's go ahead and kick off this morning with the 900,000 MicroTik routers that are vulnerable to absolute and complete total takeover. Researchers have delivered a work and exploit for the router OS, which when combined with the default admin passwords can be a recipe for disaster. That's up to 900,000 MicroTik routers, which is a popular target for threat actors, including nation-state groups, are open to attack via privilege escalation vulnerability in the router OS operating system. The CVE 2023-30788 gives attackers a way to take complete control of the affected MIPS processor-based MicroTik device and pivot into an organization's network, according to researchers from BoneCheck, which just published several new exploits for the flaw. Attackers can also use it to enable a man-in-the-middle attack on network traffic flowing through the router. They were in versions of MicroTik router OS stable before 6.49 or 0.7 and long-term through 6.48.6 are vulnerable to the issue. The worst-case scenario is that an attacker can install and execute arbitrary tools on the underlying Linux OS, according to Jacob Baines, the lead researchers over at Vonecheck. Remote and, un- remote and authenticated attackers can use the vulnerability to get a root shell on the router. Microtech has released a fix for the impacted router OS versions and admins should apply quickly. The stakes are high, according to many. Microtech claims numerous well-known organizations as its customers, including NASA, ABB, Ericsson, Saab, Siemens, and Sprint. Several ISP use its routers as well. A showed in search as of July showed as of July 18th that there was between 500,000 and 900,000 Microtechs that are still vulnerable to CVE 2023. 30799 or I don't think that's the right number I think it's 30788 there's a miss um the wrote here the CVE y'all so um there's that um so microtech is 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 in a world of hurt here with with this specific report there's several uh concept proof of concept exploits to this specific vulnerability so you want to make sure you get this patched 
as soon as humanly possible. Otherwise, uh, threat actors are watching, they're, they know, and they're building these exploits, and they will take advantage of them. An additional zero-day vulnerability has been discovered in the Global Emergency Services Communication Protocol. This one is significant. The radio communication pro protocol that's primarily used by emergency services worldwide harbors several critical vulnerabilities that could allow adversaries to spy on or even manipulate transmissions, according to researchers. The terrestrial uh, trunked radio, Tetra, is a radio voice and data standard mainly used by emergency services, such as the police, fire brigade, and military, as well as some industrial environments. Multiple Tetra secure channels offer key management, voice, and data encryption, while the Tetra encryption algorithm, T1, implements the actual encryption algorithm that ensures that the data is confidentially communicated over the air. Researchers from Midnight Blue Lab found five vulnerabilities in Tetra with CVE 2022-24402-24401, both rated as critical. Collectively, the zero-day vulnerabilities are known as Tetra Burst. The researchers will present their findings at Black Hat in a few weeks. Depending on infrastructure and device configurations, these vulnerabilities allow for real-time or delayed decryption, message injection using de-anonymization de or session key pinning attacks. Practically, these vulnerabilities allow high-end adversaries to listen in on police and military communication, track their movement, or manipulate critical infrastructure network communication carried over it. There's several videos around this, and they're linked in the show notes. I recommend you watch them. I did this morning. They're absolutely... <laughs> they're, they're something uh um, um to be taken from how how uh easy they made it look obviously but now we know that this specific communication platform is at the whim of potential nation state adversaries or or really high tech uh nation state capable actors because once they're able to do that if they're targeting a a, a facility they can spy on police they can understand the communication they can know where they're coming in from they can navigate through that they can ambush them. They can set them up. They can uh, change communication. They can inter inter interfere with that communication. And that has significant national security uh, concerns. So another vulnerability there. We'll move to AI this morning with a new AI tool called Fraught GBT emerging that's really tailored for sophisticated cyber crime organizations. Following the footsteps of Worm GBT, threat actors are now advertising another generative AI tool dubbed Fraud GPT on various dark web marketplaces, including Telegram. This is an AI bot that's exclusively targeted for offensive purposes, such as crafting spear phishing emails, creating, uh, cr creating cracking tools, carding, and more, according to Rakesh uh, Krishnan in a report published on Tuesday. The firm said that their offering has been circulated since at least July 22nd of this year for a subscription cost of nearly $200 a month or $1,000 for six months, meaning buy five, get one free, or $1,700 for the entire year. If you're looking for a chat GPT alternative, decided to provide a wide range of exclusive tools, features, and capabilities tailored to anyone's individuals with no boundaries, then look no further, they claim. The author also states that the tool could be used to write malicious code, create undetectable malware, find leaks and vulnerabilities, and that there's been more than 3,000 confirmed sales and reviews. The exact large language model the LLM used to develop the system is currently unknown. But you've got that. Such tools act as a launchpad for novice actors looking to mount convincing phishing attacks and business email compromise attacks at scale. So while organizations can create ChatGPT with ethical safeguards, that's not the case with our enemies. And our enemies aren't stopping and our adversaries aren't stopping either. So you ought to see these tools as being an actual real threat. And now industry 
private public we all have to come together to address those a black cat black cat or better known as alpha v uh, ransom uh, where are adding a data leak api and an additional extortion strategy black cats trying to put more pressure on victims to pay a ransom by providing an api for their leaked data site this helps increase visibility for their attacks the move is following estee ladder's absolute and complete ignoring the efforts to even enter negotiation for a ransom payment multiple researchers spotted earlier this week said that black at uh, the data leak site added a new page with instructions for using their api to collect timely updates about new victims so malware research group vx underground pointed to the new section on the black cat site but it appears that the feature has been partially available for months though not to a larger audience i think they see that now as being one where they can actually potentially uh, offer more pressure on victims although that um um that that will typically you know be, be something of, of of difference overall a report from ransomware incident response company covewire covewire noted that the number of paying victims that suffered a ransomware attack fell to a record of 34 percent in the second quarter of this year uh that's a record low by the way uh, however some threat actors continue to make big money by focusing on targeting the supply chain uh, to breach a large number of organizations very similar to what Klopp has done, where there's an estimation that they've made around $75 million from the Move It campaign. So there's that as well. And in Russia, a uh, dark day for a industry uh, friend here for, for many folks. Uh, we all know the co-founder of Group IB, Ilya Shakov, who's been now sentenced to 14 years in prison on treason charges, in a closed-door trial, the court found Chekhov surprisingly guilty under Article 275 of Russia's criminal code and sentenced him to 14 years in prison with the sentence to be served in a strict regime penal colony, meaning essentially Siberia slave labor. Um, Chekhov, who's 37, founded uh, one of the uh, more uh, uh, interesting threat intel companies out there and detection and prevention companies out there, Group IB, back in 2003. He's worked with Interpol and many other global institutions over the years to better the cause of cyber uh, security across the globe. Chakov was smiling as he appeared in court on Wednesday wearing jeans and a black t-shirt. His mother, partners, and several supporters were present for the reading of the verdict. He's been in custody since September of 2021. Not much has been made of this trial, meaning Russia typically keeps all of these trials classified for one reason or another. Russian news agencies, uh, who are essentially uh, uh, government propaganda agents, that's really important to understand, uh, are saying that he's accused of handling classified information to foreign intelligence and that the charges were not connected to the work of Group IB. Then if so, what was he doing for the Russians? Um, he, when he was 17, he was featured on Forbes 30 under 30 list for tech entrepreneurs back in 2016 three years later he received an innovative breakthrough award from then president uh, from still president putin for development in the field of identifying and preventing cyber threats according to the kremlin um so he is now serving 14 years in a russian uh, jail there so uh quite the challenge um we pray for his safety uh it's, it's well known that some of these russian jails is uh is, is the last breathing stop for many of these people the White House has finally nominated a new cyber director. So since uh, cyber direct, National Cyber Director Chris Ingalls resigned back in February, uh, there's been no nomination. It's taken five months, and the White House has nominated 
Harry Cocker to the next be the country's next national cyber director. Uh, uh, Cocker, who's a national security expert, has more than four decades of experience in the public service. He served 20 years in the United States Navy before moving to the CIA and NSA, where he held various positions. He's currently a senior fellow at uh, Alabama's Auburn University McRae's Institute for Cyber and Critical Infrastructure Security. If confirmed, this would help lead and uh, implement uh, President Biden's national cybersecurity strategy and plan that was unveiled several weeks ago uh, to implement it, which was, uh, and the plan was unveiled in March, by the way. The strategy outlined several key pillars, including defending critical infrastructure from cyber attacks, disrupting and dismantling cyber criminals, and forging international partnerships. The announcement comes as lawmakers have been urging the administration to fill the role as quickly as possible. Uh, Senator Angus King and uh, uh, Representative Michael Gallagher, uh, who co-chaired a cyberspace solarium commission, sent a letter to Biden in May asking for the administration to move quickly on the nomination. Cyber attacks have risen over the past few years, and it's critical that this role gets filled. And so now uh, um, potential national uh, cyber director Cocker will go to the Senate for confirmation. Hopefully that confirmation hearing is quick, and he's out there and confirmed in his post very, very quickly and helping defend uh, our nation. The average cost of healthcare data breach reaches $11 million, according to a new report. That's a 53% increase in the cost of a healthcare data breach since 2020. And it's the most expensive industry for data breaches. Healthcare continues to be the most expensive industry for data breaches, beating out the other sectors for the 13th year in a row. This is a research conducted by the uh, Panama Institute and published by IBM Security. The average cost of a healthcare data breach uh, reached nearly 11 million in 2023, an increase of 8% from last year and a stunning 53% jump since 2020. Although the healthcare sector faces high levels of industry regulation, expense occurred from data breaches in the sector almost double compared to the financial industry, which saw the second most expensive data breach at around $6 million. The IBM report, which analyzes more than 550 organizations that experienced data breaches between March of 2022 to March of 2023, found healthcare had notably higher average data breach, data breach costs since the COVID-19 pandemic. The industry was left more vulnerable to attacks uh, with a wave of burnout and staff shortages, according to many. So uh, that's a number you want to have on the back of your pocket, and it's coming from a, a trusted and respected institute, so very, very worthy of doing that so that's it for our show this morning y'all we'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more to wrap up this week thank you all for tuning in please make sure to subscribe follow us on your favorite podcast as a platform and by the way join us in black hat more announcements coming later today we still have a few sponsorship uh slots available for our bot our uh, black hat podcast jam session so reach out to me on our website or directly on linkedin for more information have a great rest of your day y'all and stay cyber safe we love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.